Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Bissell. And I'm Colin Levy. Drum roll, please. Please welcome our second guest co-host, Colin Levy, to the show. Hey, oh, Colin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so um, you've been on the show, what, four times? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not my yeah, first yeah. time. Not my first rodeo, as they say. It's probably not even, it's not even your first time doing this. You co-hosted with me, I think, twice. Um, oh, that's true. A couple of years ago when Timothy was in Japan for two weeks. And uh, he yeah. just was like... He's like, I don't want to be bothered, so find a find a co-host. And I think he recommended you, and we asked, I asked, we asked you, and you said, yeah. And so it was like, okay. I was honored Sweet. then, and I'm honored now. <laughs> oh, awesome, man! <laughs> so, can you believe it that this is going to be episode 186 of the podcast? Holy smokes, you guys have been doing this for a long time. I that know. is so impressive. I think you you were on like episode twenty three maybe was that really twenty four something oh, like that, that. early it was, it was really early uh, you were our second guest I believe no way yeah, I actually I did so. not know that yep yep way back okay um and then you came on like right after to like critique our movie so like you were on the show <laughs> and then you were like the first repeat guest because you came on like right after and like told us all because I had I and... had so much to say I was yeah, like you, you had a lot to say yeah we should do this publicly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was awesome. I think it was super um, eye opening for me, you know, as a, a producer and, and like, you know, I worked on the edit with Timothy on that movie. So it was like, it was pretty cool. Um, but anyways, for people who don't know Colin, because we have a lot of new listeners who probably haven't heard anything like pre 150 or even 100. <laughs> um, so I wanted you to give a little bit more of a background on who you are uh, and what you do and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, hit it with us. Okay, so uh, my name is Colin Levy. I am now living in Los Angeles, but uh, a couple years ago when I met Ulrich and Timothy, I was living in San Francisco. Uh, at the time, I was working at Pixar, so um, I spent five years uh, kind of in the animation industry. I was a camera and staging artist, kind of focused on cinematography uh, for animation. Um, but I really, you know, I'm out here trying to kickstart my directing career. I've been making movies for uh, 15 or so years at this point, like, you know, since middle and high school. Wow. Um, and let me tell you, making movies is hard. And that's why I, uh, <laughs> first, yeah, kind of, uh, I, I really dig this podcast as a listener. Actually, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been working on the same project since I met you. So I guess for the entire duration of this, um, podcast at this podcast has been going on i've been working on this sci-fi short film called skywatch it's a 10 minute proof of concept short with a lot of visual effects and i am ashamed that it's taken so long but i'm excited that it is pretty much done at this point so wow congratulations I think, man I think, thank you i think every time that i have been on this podcast you've asked for an update and so here's your update it's done Okay, Yay. 90, awesome. 99% done. <laughs> wow, man, 99%. So what's the last 1% that you have to do? Well, we have one shot. It's a it's a single shot that is the reveal of our villain at the end. It's sort of like, so, it's basically something we could have shot, but we're trying to fill it with a, a, a cameo role for, you know, an A-lister. So we kind of, we finished the rest of it so that we could send it out to to talent, to actors, to representation and see if we can get anyone who wants to drop in and do this one like five or six second shot 
for us. It's literally one line and we could shoot it in a couple hours. So um, it's been uh, kind of this empty space in our movie for a couple of months. And I'm not sure our evil plan is going to work out. Oh, but, really? Uh, that, was the, <laughs> that was the thought behind it, at least. Wait, so do you not have a person solidified for this shot yet? We do not have a person solidified. We have made a couple um, approaches, but uh, I probably shouldn't say who, and they're probably not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, 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 but were they official rejections or just like you haven't heard back from them yet? Um, I guess we basically haven't heard yes or no. In fact, I, we have definitely made contact. But what I'm not sure about is whether or not they've literally clicked the link and watched the short. Oh, right. So we've definitely, like, you know, had an initial conversations. Um, but, but yeah, I, I sort of think it's like, you know, when you audition for a project as an actor and you don't hear back, that's, that's a rejection. So right, <laughs> I feel like we're right. getting to that point um, for well, this. Well, but they'll probably reject you officially, right? Yeah, I well, mean... hopefully. Hopefully we get to that point so at least we'll know. Uh, and can move on to our next, you know, next guy on the list. And you're and you're doing offers one at a time, or well, multiples? we were at the beginning, and now maybe that's not the maybe that's not a necessary strategy since it's highly unlikely that we're going to get two yeses. But <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I think we're kind of going through sort of friends connections that are personal first, and then um, going to hopefully you know go through more of a representation angle. But that seems less likely to us since. What are we offering? It's a short film. It's a cameo. They'd be doing us a favor, and we don't exactly have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to offer anybody. So, um, are, you, are you offering them anything, or is it like a just a, a complete freebie? Ask? Yeah, no, that's it's a good question. Um, and so far, the people we have been approaching, I don't think the money would make a difference. Um, but I would definitely. So it basically hasn't been a part of the conversation. Um, Certainly, if it's sweet in the deal, um, you know, definitely happy to, to, you know, put a number on it. It would probably be a few thousand dollars. Um, right. Wow. But uh, I really don't know what's worth, you know, like at that level, <laughs> like who cares about like three thousand dollars for an A-lister is like, you know, for me, you know, it's like pennies, right? Like a penny. <laughs> so it's I like, don't know. Hey, here's a penny. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs> is that enough to like attract someone to a project i don't know at this level yeah but, yeah uh, i mean it's not it's probably more about the project and then like the money is like a respect thing you know it's like you pay them out of respect because of who they are yeah you know but you whatever. know i don't i don't know the first thing about like the best way to, to do this so like yeah we're i'm just sort of playing things by you know intuition but uh yeah if you have thoughts like um probably that money you know offer something on the table should have been in our first email or our first you know part of the part of the picture you know from the outset i don't know i don't know i don't think so i think that you just you present the project to them and then you see if they're interested and i think that's the way to do it you know uh and you have a link to show which is huge like in a pretty much finished movie um yeah i don't know but yeah i mean dude like i'm about to go on the down the same rabbit hole soon about approaching actors for my movie and uh, my producer t is telling me the same thing. Like, you have to ask one at a time 
and you have to get that no before you move on to the next one because it, it's like it's like a faux pas basically like you can't do it you know like you can't be like i'm offering it to like justin timberlake and i'm offering <laughs> it to bradley cooper it's like no you can't do that i mean like even if you know like there's no way in hell like they'll both say yes you know like it's just like it's just not done right <laughs> right absolutely and like you know especially being a newbie in the hollywood or you know whatever in the filmmaking or anything it's like the last thing you want to do is uh you know break a rule you know and like piss people off yeah absolutely <laughs> uh that's a that's definitely a source of anxiety for me so you have a future script then that is yeah ready wait, wait, for wait, that? you're not getting off that easily <laughs> colin we got more questions about skywatch here so okay. um have you got rejected from anybody yet can you say like some of the names that you've approached or is it still so early that you've only like asked two people i i guess i'd rather not but you know what's it's yeah, just in the first couple for sure. Um, but it's it's interesting that you bring up the feature thing because like the this is a proof of concept. Uh, it's a ten minute proof of concept for something we want to develop. So part of the question that we are asking ourselves is like, wait, are we kind of making an offer for someone to play the same part in the feature film? And if that's the case, do we need to um, put? Do we need to pitch the feature to them? Uh, we have a feature script that uh, we'll talk more about later, but you know, it, it was part of a conversation to like, like, you know, what what is it exactly that we're asking for? And you know, it would be a different offer if if it's like instead of just doing us this favor for this little cameo, it's actually they're going to help put set this project up. They're going to attach themselves to the feature and are interested in playing the villain. You know, for this feature, it's like suddenly a completely different conversation. But probably one that's more interesting to an actor, uh, to be honest, because that's an actual gig. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, that's a whole separate conversation. And we are kind of not quite prepared to have that that conversation yet. You know, our materials are essentially not at the level that we need them to be. Oh. And so that's kind of why I was asking. You've got your script and you, you know what you're making. This is it. Right. Wait, so but you have a script. You just don't like it. You just not happy with it yet, or? Well, so for the entire duration that I've been making this short, which again is going on five years, uh, a feature has been. We've been developing the feature. Um, I'm. Uh, I co-wrote this the sc the screenplay with a, a friend from Pixar, Mike Sunday, and um, the two of us have been kind of getting together on a weekly basis while we were working there. We both have left at this point, but um, we've kind of kept up this weekly rhythm of working on the script um, and kind of going going off and doing our own thing and then coming back and looking at our progress. And it's been an amazing collaboration. But as of this month, you know, we finally shared the screenplay, um, like a 130-page draft with our managers. And the the feedback has been brutal. Wow. So what, in how, like what way brutal? Like this, this is not good or like, basically my managers love the short, like what I've produced the actual film. Um, and they feel like the feature does not do us any favors. Huh. They think it would actually be stronger for us to pitch the feature or pitch, pitch a, a different ver you know, version of the story, something that, that maybe for, you know, for them, feels more like a thriller, you know, check certain boxes. There's a little bit, you know, pitch a looser concept that is maybe a little even closer to what the short film is rather than, um, you know, handing them this script that we've labored on. 
um, as if this is the movie that we want to make. Um, wow. And we've gotten, you know, I think it's like we got some some brutal feedback that was like kind of external, you know, like, oh, this sucks or, or oh, this is not good enough for this and this reason. But once we started digging into the actual, you know, um, the actual writing, the, 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 the critique that's more constructive, I, I ultimately decided that, you know, that I trust their thoughts because I kind of agree with what they had to say about the, the emotional core of it, about the logic issues, about, you know, some structural challenges, like, um, essentially it's, it's, you know, we probably should have had this moment a long time ago to sort of take a step back and look at what we've written here. But, um, I do feel like, uh, there is some, some core issues that we can't just write ourselves. We can't just like do a revision on and fix. Um, they're kind of fundamental and therefore maybe it's not a page one rewrite, but we kind of do have to rip it apart and build it back, back up again. Wow. Um, and that has been a depressing reality that is now sinking wow. in so <laughs> the past couple of weeks. Did Mike's managers and agents say the same thing as your, your people? Well, actually, um, so, you know, at the time, at, uh, well, so I guess I've, I've had representation for like eight or so years at this point. And, uh, once I moved to LA last year, um, I, and I think I mentioned this last time I was on the podcast, but, um, they weren't really working out for me and I wasn't working out for them. And so I moved on and ended up um, signing with some new managers and they wanted uh, Mike Sunday as well. So we are actually shared by the same reps. Oh, that's cool. So, so you're like a writing team basically. Right. And, you know, they represent me more as a director, you know, but they have as managers, they, you know, they have lit, I guess, clients. Is that what they call right. it? You know, writers oh, yeah. and directors as exactly. well. So. So are you being repped as a writer, writer, director, and then he's just a writer or? Correct. Okay, cool. Yep. So he's like your, your writing partner, but not your directing partner. Correct. Yeah. It's interesting. So the previous uh, guest co-host whose episodes will come on before yours, Andrew Schrader, he's in a directing writing team with, with a guy that he's been with forever. And they've done two features together. And then we had Jack and Justin, which are another director writing duo who are also managed uh, together on. And it's really interesting to hear like them talking about what it means to be partners. But then to think about partners as in like you have a writing partner, but he's not involved with your directing. That's a, it seems really interesting. That's like you share a lot of stuff together, but then there's like one thing that you're all you're responsible for on your own. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I've had good, um, you know, co-directing experiences in the past. And it's something I, I'm actually kind of seeking out, to be honest, because I just uh, personality wise, I really feel like I need, you know, a sounding board for everything. And so it's 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 actually like, yeah, it's a challenge to do to to really feel confident as a director, you know, solo. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I would certainly say that um, and, you know, I think Mike and I have a great relationship and we're, we really enjoy working with each other, but this <laughs> turn of events has definitely shaken it a little bit. Like the foundation of our relationship is this project wow. and apparently we haven't delivered. Um, so it's definitely a, <laughs> wow. like a challenging moment for us to figure out how to, you know, uh, move forward and pick up the pieces. So, 
when did you get this news? How long ago was it that you found this out? Um, this was, uh, I think, just just about two weeks ago. A little bit more wow. than two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And um, can you talk about like some more details of like what kind of notes they gave? Like, like was it something where they said to you that it's fundamentally got an issue at its core and you'll need to rewrite the whole thing, or did they give you notes that led you to that discovery on your own? Like, did... right. Totally. Um, no, it's really interesting. So we, we um, the first draft that we let anyone read was earlier in the summer. It was like the summer. And that was like three or four months ago. And um, that was really valuable. Um, and we, you know, it was like first pass of reader feedback. We've probably shared it with 10 or so readers. Um, and the feedback we got was sort of mixed, but um, a lot of uh, notes kind of overlapped. And um, we we went away and addressed those notes, and we wanted to share a more polished version with our managers. Um, and that's kind of what we kind of, you know, like months later, finally got to this point. And we were like feeling optimistic because it, it was also coinciding with us finishing the short film. And the idea has always been to align those schedules so that when the short is done, the feature is done, we're going to be ready to pitch it. Like literally, uh, the plan was initially to release the film today <laughs> oh the wow um, like that would be like you wouldn't even go to, to festivals you would just put it online oh yeah 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 that was our plan totally because it's wow. not really a festival piece it's like you know it's a genre sci-fi you know kind of spectacle hey, there's, there's action, festivals for those you know there's yeah those but not festivals. prestigious ones that will make or break your career or, you know <laughs> what's the other one there's the one in, in montreal um yeah well God, I can't remember the name of it. So right memorable. Now. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, Fantasia, Fantasia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah. also a film market too. It's a it's really? a festival and a film market. You know yeah. what? I don't know anything about festivals. I never yeah. have. Yeah, because you're all fancy. <laughs> you just put a movie out on the internet and it gets hundred thousand hits, like one million hits. You know, you're you're like the golden boy of the internet. Why would you care no, about I am film not, festivals? Not at all. But I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to take festivals more seriously for that for the mini doc that I made this year, um, the, my grandfather's memory book. And um, oh, yeah. the problem with that, I mean, this is a whole separate conversation, but like it gets into festivals, like I spent all this money, it gets in, which is great. And then like it's halfway across the country or halfway across the world. Aren't I, am I supposed to go? Yeah. Like if I don't go, what's the sense of it? What's the point? You need to go. But it's so expensive oh, yeah. that I haven't been going. Like I've literally only gone to the festivals that are literally in L.A., Oh, um, wow. Except for next week, I'm going to Savannah uh, because they pay for for me to oh, fly yeah. there. That's what I was going to say. Like, don't some of these places pay for you to go or subsidize or whatever? You know, give you yeah. some kind of. I mean, some places are offering accommodations help, but not flights. And I think might, you know, might have more generous uh, offers for future filmmakers. But you know, I've submitted a short, so yeah, I don't know. But anyway, our plan was to release it online. Um, and, um, I've kind of gotten away from the narrative thread here, but in any case, um, the managers came back and the, the notes, um, for the feature is it didn't fulfill the promise of the premise. So the, the short film promises something and it's kind of exciting and it's, right. you know, this near future sci-fi world and it's kind of got this Amblin, you know, vibe, um, and to to them, the feature doesn't capitalize on what that promise is. 
Um, part of it is genre related. Like it's, you know, we're calling it a thriller, but to them it didn't read like a thriller. But would it read like more like a drama? Maybe. Yeah. It, it just, it skewed a little young. I think the issue was that people weren't feeling the stakes, you know, the life uh, and death stakes of, of a, you know, typical thriller were, or something. Were there not life and death stakes? Um, there is eventually we get there. It's not like, you know, they witness a murder and are on the run, you know, from, uh, you know, a serial killer. Um, there it's, it gets bigger over time. And so by the end, you know, guns are drawn and things get scary. Um, but my feeling is that, you know, stakes are emotional. You don't have to have, it doesn't need to be life or death. It can feel like life or death. One of my, um, uh, points, you know, I've brought up the King speech, you know, which is such an incredible movie and so tense and like the build up to the final climactic moment. I mean, sure. I mean, there's real stakes, political stakes. You know, the world kind of hinges on this moment. But at the end of the day, it's like about the king's speech. It's about this guy being able to, uh, you know, articulate, you know, um, a few sentences right at the end. And they make that so dramatic. It doesn't, you know, uh, to me, that critique just revealed other more core issues about maybe the characters. Maybe you just they don't. They're not on board with the journey. They don't care enough about our protagonist. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and that's valid. Um, it's always right. it's so tricky, man, because a screenplay is such a imperfect document. It you know it's like what's right, in my right. head, and what someone visualizes when reading the words on the page are probably very different. And um, it's something I've always struggled with. It's just such. It's you know. It's a blueprint, but it, it's um, it's such a tricky thing to really truly capture, um, inte- you know, uh, truly capture the feeling of of like the visualized final product, you know, in that in just screenplay for- format. So, right. you know, that's an excuse, but I think it's a valid <laughs> one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and I I've gotten that very same note. Like I you know, would, I had my premise, you know, for my movie, uh, the alternate, which I've talked on the, about on the podcast a lot. And, uh, it's like every pitch I give for that movie, like every like 22nd, two minute, whatever short pitch, it always goes well. People love it. Like it's, I don't think it's really fall, fallen flat once, you know, Amazing. but then I can't in, do that. But in that five years, it's like, you know, all the people that I've read the script from that, um, you know, I would say half of them I'd never hear back from again. Um, And then, you know, it's like met with shrugs, basically. Um, You know, the earlier drafts of the script, right? right? Totally. So it was like, that was the same note, basically, that it's like the script is not capitalizing on the premise that you're that you're selling you know Mm. and like the you know the tension the drama like the thing that's good about the pitch and about the concept isn't in the actual script you know isn't that interesting so i worked really really hard to uh to try to make it be the script and try to create that from the script and like cut out all the stuff that wasn't necessary and like really just get into the core of it and i feel like i've done it pretty well you know, like it's not like a home run by any means, um, but I think it's like it's it's the best I can do. <laughs> so that's great. And I've you've decided... been working on on your own. You're, you're right. yeah, yeah. writing solo. 
Yeah, cool. I mean, Timothy's read a bunch of drafts and even wrote a couple of his own drafts of it, like his own re- rewrites. You wow. Know? And uh-huh. um, yeah, I, it's on draft 13 or 14 now, um, you know, after four or five years on it. I think it's, it'll be five years in March. Uh, wow. Yeah, we but, shared uh, draft eight with our managers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, now we're back to draft one, you know? like. Oh, uh, yeah. You're not going to call it draft nine. You're going to call it. I don't know. Maybe we should for the sake of continuity. But, yeah. like, that is truly <laughs> one. It was, like, one version that got iterated upon. And now we're kind of going back to the drawing board. Yeah. But that's 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 amazing that you've been, you know, chip, chipping away at it. And yeah. Also that Timothy, you know, chipped in with uh, uh, rewrites. That's, yeah. I mean, writing is the hardest thing it's the hardest part of the whole process yeah and it's so crucial i think a lot of his scenes ended up getting taken out eventually you know over drafts but i think there's some things that he put in there that still are in there and then even if all the stuff that he wrote is out of it the fact that he was able to you know show me a different side of it and then i was able to like pivot off of that different angle and then go in a a new direction i think that the right is right there is like super valuable you know yeah, absolutely. But I'm just ready to make it. I have to make it now. Yeah. It's just like and you it and you're feeling happen. like okay, now that we you've got basically the shooting script and yeah. Now you're moving forward. That's so exciting. Yeah, and I just well, shot also, a teaser trailer for it. So really, you know, yeah, I'm working on editing that now, which is really fun. Um, awesome. Yeah, it'll, it'll now the fun it, begins. It won't exactly. be ten minutes. It'll be like a two and a half minute teaser yeah, trailer teaser but uh, is that it'll be you're good. hoping that that'll help uh put together financing is yeah my producer seems to think it'll help i mean originally we were thinking about doing it as a kickstarter and then like the day after the shoot my producer was like no you know what i think we shouldn't even worry about crowdfunding right now but mm. let's just like get this done and then we'll share it around with like you know with some people and maybe we can just raise the rest of the money or or get a huge more chunk of it just with the teaser trailer yeah. And I was so enthused when he said that. And I'm like, <laughs> we haven't really talked since. <laughs> yeah. so, my, so my enthusiasm is going down a little bit. But I did just share him the rough cut, and he said he liked it. So I'm like, okay, good. There you go. We're in the yeah. right direction. We're making it That's happen. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, those those types of materials, I think, do make a huge difference. And um, yeah, anything visual, you know, like it's, it's tough to get someone just to even read your script, you know, a, fi- a potential financier or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm realizing what a crucial sales tool it is to have a, a teaser. That's really smart. And then I'm also trying to build, make a, a pitch deck, which is a thing oh, yeah. that I'm yeah. not familiar with and have never done before. I think it's probably more normal for commercial work, I guess. Yeah. I've been working on mine for years. Um, and, oh my gosh. Uh, I finally got to the point where I realized I'm not good enough with art, art design and stuff. So I mm. actually hired a, a graphic designer to help me. Cool. Um, and she just finished, and uh, her new draft of it is fucking awesome. Can and I ask you some questions about it? Sure. Like, yeah, please. Like, how many pages is it? And do you have you focus a lot on comps and and like yep. what this feels like? Do you have are uh-huh. you suggesting you know types of actors and that yep. kind of thing? Is it like uh-huh. production oriented or is it more creative and pitching the story it's or a, all the it's above? A little both. Um, it's got some technical stuff in there, so it has some like an executive statement and then some legalese and some 
terms of like what the investment means. Um, so it's really geared for for your investors. Yeah, and then but it also has like um, you know like a, a like a tone and style page about like how the movie's gonna feel. It's got a story page to get kind of lay out the little beats of the story. Right. Um, actor suggestions for the two leads. Um, a comps page, as you mentioned, like to compare mm-hmm. it to other movies in the same budget realm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is in there? Do you um, have like cinematography or wardrobe or like productions that like other visual yeah. kind of stylistic stuff? Or I mean, there's no wardrobe page in this one. There's no locations page. There, I I did have some stuff about the house originally and like okay. in the office and stuff, but I think yeah. I lost all that because I was really trying to get it down to. Um, you know, 12 to 15 pages. Like I didn't want it to be longer than 15. Um, I think right now it's like 12 or 14 or something like that. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I feel like, and, and from my experience of talking to other filmmakers and other directors, somewhere between 10 and 15 seems to be like the right number. Okay. Um, That's good al- to know. Although I've seen like lots of these books that are like 30 pages, 25 pages, whatever. Right. <laughs> but I kind of feel like that's sort of going out of style. I think like keeping it between 10 and 15 seems like, you know, pretty good, good length. Cause you know, they don't read it anyways. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> right. they're basically not going to read the script is what I've learned. Like most people don't read the script, like investors, producers, actors, like people just don't really read those things um, so much, but if they'll read the, the pitch book more, but they're also kind of looking at the pictures. More, yeah. <laughs> more yeah. Anything. Right. So Isn't make sure you have some really sort great of sad? pictures. Yeah, totally. I don't know. So, it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what is your question? My question is, though, you have this thing about confronting questions of talent and ego. Like, should you even be the one writing this movie? Like, talk about that. Where does that come from? Are you, like, questioning yourself now as a writer? I certainly am. And before I get more into that, I did remember. Okay, so you are printing out this. You're printing this out, correct? This uh, this pitch deck? Like, <laughs> yeah, what a little, size? Too, too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're, so you're, phys- you're physically oh, handling. Do you have a PDF version that is a, a different yeah. that you send out too? So I have the PDF, which has really become now the more popular uh, version okay. or the way to share it. I do yeah. have physical versions of it, but um, the the physical copies. I mean, I made like 25 when I went to the American Film Market last year, and I handed out maybe three of them. Wow. Uh, because okay. people don't want them. They like they don't want to go back home like on their flight with like, you know, hundreds of pitch books. Just send them the PDF. Everybody wanted the PDF. So I, uh, I learned that, that was wrong to print out so many. Um, but I always have at least two on me when I go to a meeting just in case somebody wants it, you know. Um, but like oftentimes I won't even pull it out at these because inv- I've done like 10 or so investor meetings this year. And um, at each one, um, I'll bring the book, but like I think less than fifty percent of the time do I bring it out. Gotcha. And are these like sort of private financier types who you've made connections with, or are they production companies who do this type of work? More, more like private financier types, um, or just random people who are interested in hearing more about it. Um, even some friends, like I, I pitched to a poker buddy of mine who almost came in on the movie. Um, for a pretty good amount and then ended up not doing it um but yeah i've uh i I pitch to anyone who wants to sit down and have a beer or lunch with me and who who's like interested in meeting my producer jeff and because jeff has been great like he'll he's gone any any meeting that i you know set up he'll go to so you know 
since January we've been doing these and he's we've done like I think 10 now amazing and yeah. and has that led to you know partial financing for your project yeah 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 we have some I don't want to say how much but we have raised money by doing this yeah so we have a good chunk um congrats you know, yeah first money in is like sometimes the hardest part yeah it's been <laughs> tough because like I got I got like a you know a few thousand or you know you know, whatever, around 10 on my own last year. And so then I've been building on that 10 and, you know, now it's like a real number, but it's not really a big enough real number to really make a difference. Um, I feel like we're pretty close though, but it's at a point where I feel like if everything were to fall apart, like I could make a movie, you know, it might not be the movie I want, but I would be able to make a movie at this point. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. a huge threshold. So Yeah, it was great. Congrats. I mean, I, I had all these goals uh, this year of like what dollar amount I needed to be at by what month or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm not I haven't met those goals, <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to have raised any money and then just the the, the, the the privilege to be able to shoot the teaser has, has been huge. So cool right um but yeah so you asked your question but i want you to talk about your you're doubting yourself as a writer so like what so like now that you're like wondering if you and mike should be the people to write this movie like what are you thinking are you trying to like get writers to come on board are you still plugging away at it like where are you at with it yeah no um it's definitely you know any career has these sorts of moments where uh you are left sort of wondering, you know, uh, what, what you are or aren't capable of what you can and can't do, like what, you know, whether or not you have the talent to sort of achieve what it is that you dream of achieving. Um, and so, yeah, it's been challenging. Um, I would say on a personal level, for sure, like getting the type of feedback that we've gotten. This is the first screenplay I have written. So, like, of course, that's should be oh, this is the first ex- one oh, expected wow. with that. Interesting. But my co-writer, Mike, has uh, written probably a dozen screenplays. I mean, that's part of the reason why I uh, was so thankful to have to be working with him because he has so much more experience than I do. Um, and, it, you know, it definitely I think throughout the process, including this juncture, Mike has been the the voice of reason and like the more calm, serene, you know, like um, sort of voice between the two of us. I have I have uh, anxiety where he he you know applies, you know, some uh, kind of calm reassurance. Oh, uh, really? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, so you know, it, for him, it's like let's uh, let, let's let's keep going. You know, for him, he feels like um, we should. Uh, continue talking, continue kind of, um, you know, kind of revisit some of our early ideas, kind of, yeah, kind of taking a step back and think about what is it that got us excited about this thing in the first place? What is the emotional core, you know, of the story we've been trying to tell? And has our, like, have we changed as people (laughs) since we started? Have we grown? And what, like, what would, what movie would we want to make now? Because I'm actually not convinced that what we have come up with is because so much time has elapsed you know i am a different filmmaker and a different person and now i'm in a different place in my life and um maybe given the experience that we've gone through it would be um productive to you know to take it as an opportunity essentially um we've been given more time we've been given permission to try again um and that's more along his viewpoint 
I'm the one who's like, you know, maybe I can't do this. <laughs> maybe I can't wow. do what I think I can do. And, That's crazy. Um, I, you know, I have to have a vision. I have to have a vision for what this thing is. What is the story we're telling? Why are we telling the story? Why am I the one to tell the story? What is exciting about this feature? And um, the more I ask these questions, I mean, it gets very confusing very fast. It's, it's um, you know, um, it's, this is the writing process though. You know, yeah. it's like you feel your way through it. You're, grap- you're grasping at straws in the dark until you you find something. You're just digging and digging and then, you know, something clicks and then you start building on that and then it becomes problem solving. The right. problem solving is, I think, where we excel. We really, both Mike and I, I think we're discovering are plot-oriented writers. And that is the problem. It's a big part of the problem because thematically and character-wise, um, if you don't care enough when reading this script, then we haven't done our job as storytellers. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm basically in a place where um, I'm trying to feel this out and I'm open to a lot of different possibilities. I'm going... Like I'm traveling the next couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to stepping away, but also to apply a little bit of um, just to, to let it ruminate a little bit or, or, or marinate um, and to think about, you know, just the big picture stuff I already mentioned. Um, right, right. But if there was a, uh, yeah, I think there is a scenario where maybe my manager, um, you know, partners us up with an experienced writer who you know, has has sold stuff in this genre and, and has a great flair for this type of story or, or you know, like kicking off a new collaboration, um, I think is honestly, it's within the realm of possibility. But also, we are open to the idea of not having a feature screenplay, even right. though that's been the goal for years. Um, I think it could be effective to kind of do what my managers had suggested, which is, well, we've got to kick ass short. And we've spent a lot of time on it, and it looks like a million dollars. And also, we have the beats. We have like basically a synopsis for what a feature is. And sure, it's a little bit rough, but you—it's enough to like tickle the imagination. And maybe we we kind of only work on the story insofar to get that you know to that point to feel really confident about our pitch. Right. And then we take it out and let a studio, a production company, or whoever it is. Um, package it up with, um, you know, a staff writer or someone who they want to work with. And, you know, the project gets developed in that way. Right. Or what about the idea of you pitching it and them them hiring you to write it? Is that a possibility? Is that something that you could do? Interesting. Um, I would hope it's a possibility. And (laughs) I certainly, like, I feel... You know, I feel this responsibility. Mike, you know, my co-writer has put so much time so much of his life into this project. Um, and I, if, if we weren't to move forward with a script, that would be, uh, it would be so, it would be such a shame, you know, just on a personal level. Right. Um, so it would be really great if we could sell ourselves, you know, and kind of just don't mention the fact that we have been writing um, the bad version and, um, and try to, you know, um, try to get the chance to, to, to get hired to do it, um, for sure. Right. And I think that no matter what, 
got having gone through this process i mean we've developed a whole lot like in terms of just world building and character like character profiles and like notions of i mean we've just we've spent thousands of hours literally at this point talking about this movie and all that is no matter if you have a document to show for it or not it's it truly is valuable and we're like speaking the same language 100 percent. and i think that that's definitely worth something i think that any feature film that were to happen based on this ip you know feature or series or whatever would have a lot of mic in it so i would really hope that uh yeah that should be a possibility but um i'm assuming that if it's like literally a a legit studio that they probably have writers that they would want to bring on well but you think that would be the goal right like if you've made this short film and then you you guys you have representation that they're going to try to get you in the room to like get you hired to to make this thing you know Totally, man. Um, I'd imagine that, like, that's probably one of their feel, like, your manager's thoughts on, like, not having presenting the script that's not so good is, like, well, why would we present, like, a half rate script that's going to be hard to sell when we can present this kick ass short film that will be easier to sell and you have all this, like, like background to work off of? And then, depending on who you're shopping it to, like, maybe they want to take it in this direction and maybe they want to take it in that direction. Exactly. And you guys can, like, go wherever way you need to go. And you have the characters. You have the world. You know, you've done the hard part. Now it's like you can tell whatever story you want within that world that you guys have built. Totally. No, I think, you know, it's funny. I just have – I haven't been through this process before. And so much of what I do on a daily basis is imagine what's around the corner, which is absolutely impossible to know because – I don't know anything (laughs) about how this industry works. Like, I just haven't done it. I haven't pitched. You know, I've gone on a bunch of generals at this point, you know, in L.A., which are exciting. Um, But, you know, I I don't know what's realistic in terms of expectations or in terms of, like, you know, what sorts of configurations are possible. Um, So, you know, I, I think ignorance is, in this case, maybe not a terrible thing. But it's certainly like it makes it hard to know, you know, what comes next and what's what's a reasonable thing to ask. Um, I guess that's part of the point of having representation. Yeah, but. they'll tell you what to ask for. They'll be like, OK, you're meeting with so and so. This is the best play. Like they, they really like this as a, as a series. Go in there and, and, and th- think about this as like a potential like six episode run or eight, eight episode run that could be on like Hulu or Netflix or whatever. And They'll just let you loose and you guys will do your thing, you know? <laughs> so oh my easy, God. right? It makes me so nervous, man. <laughs> the the pitching side of things, I mean, man, what is that's its own skill. And oh yeah, totally. So important, obviously, to get projects done, you know, made at the level that I want to make films. But, you know, to this point, like I I've everything I've ever made that really just I haven't had to go through this to jump through these types of hoops. And I think I'm much better at doing the work than convincing people that the work that I do is going to be great. Just trust me, you know, um, <laughs> right. and to like in That's words, hard. spin um, a tale or kind of know how to pitch things verbally. It's just it's um, I don't have much practice and it's a little intimidating. I'm sure that as soon as I have a first pitch or two, I'll kind of find my footing, etc. You know, and I need to do some rehearsing and. But like I haven't heard enough pitches to know what a good pitch sounds like, and um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm like 
I'm nervous about and I'm right. looking forward to like crossing that threshold. In your generals, do, do you do any pitching in those at all? Or is it more like just like, hey, how's it going? I'm calling, blah. Yeah, <laughs> it's more, I guess, the latter. Um, but I, you know, they ask about what this project is or what this project is. And I give them a very unrehearsed, unvarnished, probably clunky, you know, elevator <laughs> pitch. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, so you are, you're pitching. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, go. yeah. yeah. I mean, I went on one general in my whole life, and um, I pitched at that general. So, you know. There you but, go. I mean, it wasn't like a huge long thing, but I mean, I just like went into my spiel that I had. Because it was also right before the American film market, and so I'd already like had what I wanted to say, like ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the case of Skywatch, because that seems to be the thing that most people are interested in, and that's the thing I'm most interested in getting you know, set up, um, you know, we have a teaser trailer online. And so for the most part, that does a good job of selling what it is. And then, you know, uh, yeah, I've sort of like dovetailed my little pitch off of that to kind of give a sense of the broad strokes of the feature story, which at this point is no longer even valid. <laughs> but <laughs> right. Right. but oh, yeah, that's um, that, that, that teaser is really uh, a helpful pitching tool. For sure. So, have you shown anyone besides these actors that you're trying to get into your into your like last shot? Have you shown anyone else uh, the ten minute version? Like, is that something that you're showing behind closed doors to production companies and people, or is it still like super t- close to your chest? Yeah, right now we're holding it back because essentially we don't want we want to be really prepared for the conversations that come out of it. Um, so we have shared it with a bunch of friends, family, and, you know, sort of um, adjacent, you know, like business contacts, people who, you know, have some sort of stake or or interest. I mean, we're getting some conversations going, but really um, that moment we want to be careful about. And so I sort of feel like we're sitting on it. We're just sitting on this thing until we're ready with all the rest, the surrounding materials, which is a little painful because i'm like after working on it for such a long time i'm so anxious to like okay just like i, I want that positive reinforcement like <laughs> yeah, tell me it was worth it like <laughs> yeah you yeah. want to share it with people it's like your yeah. your labor it's your love it's what you've been doing with your life yeah but um, honestly it could be three months it could be six months you know depending on if we're trying to put together a future script where you know i guess i'll, I'll probably start submitting it to festivals but um, are you going to present? You said it says here you're presenting Skywatch in Amsterdam this week. So that is true. What are you what are you presenting there? Are you actually presenting the 10 minute version or just yep. the project or? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the first public screening of um, Skywatch. We're not call, calling it the premiere because it's literally a work in progress um, because of that one shot pr- pretty much. Um, yeah. So it's more of a sneak peek. But that these plans were made months ago when we thought we would have already released the short. Um, so uh, yeah, this is the Blender conference. Blender is a 3D software that I learned animation on, and that is also the studio. The Blender Animation Studio is where I made both Sintel and co-directed Agent 327 um, last year. So I've lived in Amsterdam for a couple of years directing animated shorts wow. and um it sounds so, I'm, so cool when you say it out loud i mean it's yeah. cool no matter what but just saying it it's like yeah i, I was like to say and directing uh you know <laughs> short films for a couple of years it's like holy shit man Nuts. i mean it's that's in the generals it sounds good to say that's like 
I've got that, and then I say Pixar, and those are the magic words. Yeah. You know, people are like, the "Oh, Pixar, <laughs> Amsterdam, right? Oh, this guy's yeah. fancy, <laughs> right?" <laughs> we'll oh. see if that actually ends up, uh, you know, going anywhere. But you know, I'm uh, I love that city. I love those guys. I'm excited to go back. I'm just like, you know, it's just for uh, a few days for this conference. But we are presenting the film and also giving a half hour um, talk on the visual effects process. Oh, cool. um, the visual effects work for Skywatch, which we did with that same 3D software blender. Oh, um, excellent. Yeah, so it should be fun. It's definitely going to be a warm a warm crowd. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to sharing it with a live audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you expect to come out of Amsterdam? Do you think like that might be a place where you could get some sales interest or you know maybe make a deal? Or is it more just like fun to show your movie to these, these people who yeah. love your software? Or that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more. I mean, friends and contacts, and um, probably less professionally useful for us. Um, but uh, you know, uh, like AFM is coming up, and we've been talking a little bit about that. And um, you know, the overall game plan keeps on shifting around a little bit. I assume there will be public venues, moments like festivals, as a part of the overall strategy and you know picture for skywatch but this is definitely not um not something that's gonna uh i think move the needle one way or the other so are you gonna go to afm um in november when you get back from your trip yeah my producer is planning on it um we haven't really made concrete um you know uh arrangements and part of it is because we've just been thrown off by (laughs) Oh, the yeah, writing the, the stuff. news. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Because I can imagine like going into um, AFM with like a short film and the feature script. That like that's like rock solid. Yeah, like, in those meetings. But like taking the feature script away, that's like oh shit. Right. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? Well, we also have this other feature, which um, honestly, at this point, I feel even more confident about the feature story. What that is, um, which is I, I may have mentioned to you in the past, but it's a it's a low budget thriller something that we could do for honestly the same budget we made the short film for. And uh, that is um, more likely to be my next project because of, you know, how cheap it is. Um, It's, it's a high concept sci-fi thing, but it's also, it's mostly, you know, dark thriller. Um, And, you know, that might be more appropriate to AFM for AFM. Can you tell our audience what the budget for the short film was, or do you want to keep that under wraps? I probably should ask my producer what I should say <laughs> about this question, right. but it was it was more than a hundred. Yeah, I, well, I knew that because I and the Kickstarter, under <laughs> yeah, and under two hundred. Because the Kickstarter, the second Kickstarter for the reshoots was fifty five, and right. I don't know, did you do a Kickstarter in the very beginning for it too, or was it only no. at the end? Yeah, it was just at the end, and it was yeah for post production for visual effects primarily. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we were you know we're definitely north. We were north of one hundred and fifty. I'll say that. Wow. So wow. It's uh, way too much to spend for a short, but when you look at what it <laughs> right. is, and well, like, it's beautiful. I mean, a geez. lot of these shots are. Would if you were to pay an actual visual effects studio to execute some of them, you know, like a single shot could be forty thousand dollars easily. Right. Um, so it adds up fast. Have you thought about what your budget would actually be if it was like if you paid full rate for everything? 
Well, it's interesting because um, we met for our Kickstarter, we met our stretch goal. So like initially we were trying to raise 35 and we said if we raise an extra $10,000, if we raise 45,000, we can open up the the short with a spec commercial, which is something that I had envisioned from the beginning, but seemed like, oh man, that's a whole separate production. And that commercial is one of the aspects of this movie that I'm proud of the most. It's just, it's a 30 second standalone piece for a future technology that doesn't exist. And my feeling about that and talking about it with, uh, you know, various people, like I think that commercial could easily be a million dollars, just the commercial. And that's the first 30 seconds of a 10 minute short. So I have no idea, but it's... It's not a cheap movie what we've made. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> to, to, you know, if we were to pay for everything, everyone should like stop right now and and watch the teaser trailer because uh, I th- I think there's some shots from the commercial in the teaser trailer. Is that right or something? That's on the no, no, not a. Tra- no, but we're uh, definitely going to be releasing the commercial before the rest of oh. the film as, well, as a little teaser. That's the thing where you guys did that spinning around. Yeah dealy because i remember i saw some video where you showed how you did that then you showed like a shot or like a test shot of what it would look like or whatever did so question you must be a kickstarter backer is that right i must be yeah because (laughs) uh i think i've only released that video on kickstarter yeah 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 i think i think either that or timothy sent it to me when you shouldn't have either one. um (laughs) but i I think i did i think i actually did back your movie i think i think i gave you like 45 bucks or something like that yeah thank you Ulrich. yeah of course you made Um, my dreams come true oh yeah man (laughs) i i had my Um, own kickstarter i had people help me so i I know how it goes (laughs) exactly it's sort of it's funny it's like as soon as someone who's backed your film has a kickstarter of your own you're like oh how much did they give? Let me give it back. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just like a like a, a carousel. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's but funny. The, but the point is, it's amazing. Like even the teaser trailer that's like two years old now or whatever is like yeah. mind blowingly good. And uh, I can't Thanks, only man. imagine what the the actual piece looks like. So I, I can't wait to see it, man. Thank you. Um, I I'm really psyched about how it's come together, and uh, I hope you know the thing we've talked a lot about this, but the the online release being a moment that it all hinges on is pretty nerve wracking. So why is that such a big moment to you? Like the online release, like why is that like so pivotal to the project? Like why can't it just be, it might not be in all honesty, a a film festival or something, you know, or just like you film festivals and then on online, online release, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess because I have representation now, uh, theoretically, it doesn't have to be as pivotal because the meetings, it's all about like getting in the room with people who are excited about the possibility and the future, you know, um, uh, possibilities of, of the project. Um, so maybe it doesn't, you, you know, it's a really good question. Maybe it's just because of um, what has happened, you know, uh, for me in my career in the past, it always feels more significant. Um, you know, it feels like this is the moment when, it finds its audience when either people see it or they don't see it. But uh, at the same time, what has really happened due to an online release for me? Uh, well, I get a bunch of emails. <laughs> right. <That's laughs> I get some nice. Twitter followers. Like, I guess more people have seen my work. But has it led to concrete opportunities? Maybe not. I don't know. Well, well how many millions of hits have you gotten on, on the biggest short 
all at once? Like, what's the most hits you've gotten in a week-long period on a single short film? Um, well, Sintel crossed a million in the first week online. There you go. That's um, pretty impressive. And Agent 327, which we released last summer, um, it had a much sl- slower start. Um, and so it was sort of a disappointing release at first. And then like a month or two in, suddenly it started blowing up. And then it cracked a million. And now it's overtaken Sintel in terms of its oh, trajectory. Wow. Like it's 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 I guess four and a half million views right now. Oh wow! And Sintel is, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched. Um, Sintel is not it is like getting close to five million, but it's been out for such a lot, you know, such a longer time. So yeah, I mean, all told, probably between all my projects, it's <laughs> whatever. It's like it's yeah. over ten million probably views across right. all the platforms. That's, that's pretty but, amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all relative. But yeah. it's it's funny. So do, do you remember that movie Sundays um, that hit online yeah. and, and went viral, quote unquote? Yeah. And then like I think it did like three hundred thousand in one day. And then like there was a bidding war over it and everything. And yeah, I don't right, even know right. if that movie ended up ever getting made. But like I know that it, it sold for a shit ass ton of money to somebody. Um, yeah, but it's that funny. was like to I me. Was it was living... funny because like I would read the articles and it's like viral hit, and then it would say it was like three hundred fifty thousand hits. Or something, and I'm like, that's not viral. Like, it needs to be at least five million to be viral, right? You know, well, rap music videos. Vimeo. Yeah, but rap music videos are getting like what, like twenty Hundreds million of... hits is like a you know average for right. A, well, any any one. any music video, man. I mean, yeah. If if it doesn't crack a mil, uh, hundred million views, then it's not even like yeah viral <laughs> right, or hit. Right, yeah. exactly. It's crazy. I mean, there's movie, there's music videos that have billions of views literally at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Like <laughs> like an Eminem rap video or a Kanye West or Little right. Wayne, like they those guys all have like hundreds and millions of hits on their stuff. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, I guess my point is like what would be a lot for you at this point? Like if if the if the movie came out and in a week it got 500,000 would you be like oh shucks that sucks or no i would be psyched you'd be, I'd psyched. be really psyched okay. yeah I, I i don't think i can <laughs> i honestly um i think cracking 100k it makes it makes me very nervous that it won't you know oh yeah um if we do i you know i i think it would be disappointing if that's as far as it goes you know um my film the secret number you know it was a moderately good release uh number let me just check what what, what did it do because it's like it's, it's at like what over five hundred thousand now right at least no or... no it's only 143,000 oh, no. oh really and it was like staff picked and stuff and oh, like wow. uh you know i guess between youtube and vimeo it's probably over 250 maybe uh, okay but you know that's like to me we've got to do better numbers than that right right yeah, I mean, I got like what twenty five thousand on Strange Thing the first mm-hmm. week, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" <laughs> and then that one is like the gift that keeps on giving; it just keeps on getting more and more. Now it's over a hundred thousand on YouTube, right. and like sixty on Vimeo. So, but that's how yeah. it works, man. It's like gaining traction. It's like either it goes or it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I've had plenty of movies since then that you know, are at 3,000 or 4,000 or whatever, you know, um, and, and aren't ever going to crack even 10,000, you know? So, I mean, 
That's... Well, it's interesting. Um, I just uh, I just finally published uh, my sort of sh my short documentary, my grandfather's memory book, on my Vimeo channel, and um, I tweeted about it. And you know, it's like my Vimeo subscribers or whatever follower people. Um, you know, obviously, it's like it's live now, right? And it was like at thirty views or fifty views, and then I was like, man. What do you do? <laughs> it's, um, a it's a documentary. What can you it's say? It's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just right. kidding. <laughs> and the past, literally the past two days, I've been pushing it on Reddit and I found like some, a good angle. I also got, uh, I made a page on, what is, how do you even pronounce it? Imager? <laughs> Imager? Oh yeah. Um, I've gotten some love over them. I got like 40,000 in like a weekend from wow. these guys. Wow. Unbelievable. Thing. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Maybe it wasn't 40. Maybe it was more like. 15, 20, but it was a lot. It was a lot for me in a weekend. I was like, whoa, shit. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I'm, uh, now we've, now it's over. <laughs> it's a couple thousand views now oh, uh, nice. in the last two days, that's which is awesome. great. But it's like, um, I, it takes a lot of work obviously. And so I'm just bracing myself because like you have to, you have to be smart about how you push it out. And, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like that's I guess that's what makes me nervous is feeling like I have some degree of control for how the film does online and not knowing what buttons to press. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you don't really like, have that much control. I mean, you know, we we've gotten, you know, reached out to every single <laughs> blogger that fits our movie and every single person and you know gotten you know half a dozen or even a dozen articles written about it and reviewed and true you know all these people getting people to talk about it on facebook and the whole deal and you still don't crack more than like a couple thousand yeah you know? right it's so, like it's only it comes down to whether people want to share it i guess and, and you said that you did nothing for a secret number right that you just put it up and it just got all those hits i think i was probably trying to be as aggressive as I can, but it was like, what could I even do? It's like, I'll post it to my Facebook. I'll post it to my Twitter. Uh, I had built a website for it, you know, probably yeah, but you weren't like emailing journalists and like, you know, no, trying to no. hit up like That's IGN true. to get them to write about it or That's whatever. True. Yeah, exactly. Which, but I, I definitely want to be doing that angle way more for skywatch well now but, that you have a management and stuff like it'll be a lot easier for them to help you with that right or would you hire a publicist uh, i or? don't think that they care at all about online oh really they don't they don't want to they, they don't, don't want to do the sundays thing they don't want to like have it go viral and start a bidding war they don't they don't care about that i mean they want to they want it to go i guess they wanted to start a bidding war but i don't think that uh I, yeah I, I don't think they have experience with it like if if I could find a publicist, for example, yeah, someone yeah. who does this stuff for a living, you know, um, and, and was able to kind of give them a budget to work with, obviously there isn't any money in the budget, <laughs> but like that might right. be um, more of an avenue where, uh, you know, a qualified professional has something at stake to get to get this made because or to to you know to get it out there cuz right now it just feels like it's kind of me on me right um, but it'll probably be on you for a while until it's sure. not on you and Mike anymore <laughs> you know uh, until right. like you've made like two movies and then it's right. like finally on someone else yeah um <laughs> if even then um so when's the earliest do you think that this uh, could be released um it's getting i mean it's it's still possible that it's honestly in 2018 i mean that would be it's still the goal um, if we can put together in the next month, 
um, a, a more a solid idea of what the future pitch is. But, it seems but you pretty don't ambitious. Think, but you don't so, need to have the actual script written before you release right. it, do you? Just like just an outline. I guess that's that you the like. big de- decision. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we do we have just a synopsis and the pitch deck and a verbal pitch, or are we trying to put together a treatment that might be a little bit bigger, twenty pages could be even longer, or do we think that it's worth cramming, you know, for six weeks trying to get a first draft? getting some feedback on it and then do a quick, you know, revision based on that. And like in two or three months, you know, have uh, an actual script. Um, that's an I, open I question the, right now. I think the pitch deck and the trailer and a synopsis and some character breakdowns and, and like a really sexy pitch deck. I think that's all you need because, you know, you, never, what know what hearing, they, man. you, you never know what these people are going to want. Like they, they might want a fucking 10 episode series. They right. add, add an hour each episode. <laughs> they might want 30 minutes each episode. They might want a feature. They want, might want a mini series. Like you have no idea what they're going to want. So like why go to the trouble of like putting together <laughs> one thing that you're like, this is the way it has to be when like you never know like if, if like the 10 different people you're going to go out to – like or 50 people or whatever they're all gonna have their own ideas of like what the the project could be why don't you just leave it open for them so then they can like hire you to do it whatever way you want and then you just get more money because you're actually getting paid to write the thing that you know that you pitch them you know totally absolutely and then it lets them be a part of it too and like you know it's like you can cater to them more like individually as you go Um, yeah i think that makes sense and i think yeah we've we've been getting advice to that effect um, and so I think it really comes down to having, you know, putting together those materials and making those materials rock solid. And, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- as I may have mentioned, it's just like, I'm realizing that to, to, to have that type of confidence in the next iteration in the f- feature story I, I'm I'm basically right now I'm sort of searching for what makes this personal. Like I think mm. that that's maybe a component that was missing in the previous draft. Like it's fun, but why do I care about it? Is this a story that that I have you know some sort of unique connection or insight into? Am I what what am I trying to leave the audience with on a thematic level? You know, is there? Yeah, I mean, uh, any good movie is really about something core. You know, and uh, and that is sort of the space that I'm searching first and then we'll see what what kind of comes out of it. But um, yeah, I it would be sad to not have a feature script because like (laughs) for for Agent 327, that's a proof of concept, too. That was an animated short. Oh, cool. And we had a a rough pitch for a feature and it wasn't solid. You know, it wasn't a great pitch, but it also was you can make the same argument. That was, you could see the potential, you know, it was a cool spy action thriller uh, executed at a high level in a kind of a unique world. And here's like a rough notion of what the feature would be. We had all that. And, um, you know, maybe we didn't capitalize on it as well as we should have, but it's not a project that is like... I mean, who knows? I know that the producer over at the Blender Animation Studio is still really, you know, wants to make it. And I have faith that he's, you know, he, he's pretty good at doing what he sets his mind to. Yeah. But at the same time, it hasn't gone. It hasn't been set up. No one's bought anything. And that makes me nervous because to me, well, it was it like... it just takes one sale, one moment. It doesn't true. have to all happen at once or when you think it's going to happen. 
you know? Yeah. No, no, true. But I, I think it would be really powerful if if everyone agreed that the script that we wrote was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd be sitting you know, on the top of the world right now. I'd be really, really Yeah, yeah, pumped. but, you know, things aren't always that simple, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you work for five years on a script and, you know, you have to throw it all away and, like, that's a really exactly. tough thing to do and a tough pill to swallow, but yep. it's really great to hear that you're open to it and that you're, like, willing to do whatever it takes to, to take the next step in your career and get this movie made one way or another, you know? Yeah, um, man. I mean, I know that that's really like, for the best. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, and that's I, one I of those faith. things that could kill you as a as a, a creative, true, know, as an artist. Yeah. It's like, geez, yeah. wow. <laughs> um, so yeah. we we've gone over an hour. I have a couple of last little questions I want to ask. Um, I'm asking all my guest co-hosts these questions. Um, so why did you say yes to co-hosting with me in the first place? Like, what made you want to do this with me? Well, you're such a great guy, Ulrich. Oh, um, stop. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mean, I've, like I said, this isn't my first time co-hosting with you. And I really enjoyed um, doing that before. I also have gotten a lot out of this podcast as a listener. Um, you know, I enjoyed meeting Timothy. He's the one who, who reached out to me initially, like back in my, you know, Pixar days. And, um, yeah. you know, I've been following a little bit of, of his path and his you know, evolution and, and, um, you know, getting to this point in his, um, in his path and journey has been, you know, it's, I have a lot of respect for, for him and, and the choice he's making and like, man, what, <laughs> what, you know, big shoes to fill. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, like, I don't know if I'm, I'm, uh, you know, good person for this role as a co-host, but definitely do an uh an episode with you yeah. um, and, <laughs> i think um, you're better than you think you are you know i think well, you're much better <laughs> part of it you know also is like sometimes i feel like i don't have um really well-formed opinions and i i don't actually find myself talking about what it is that i'm doing or what it is that i like about film or filmmaking or you know talking about talking to other filmmakers it's like Obviously, the more you do that, the more, you know, uh, perspective you have, the more you learn and ingest and um, the better you get at talk. And so for for me, also, like public speaking is not my thing. As I said, like the idea of pitching makes me nervous. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> on a self selfish level and personal level, uh, you know, I sort of feel like it's a, <laughs> it's kind of good for me to have to like, OK, I'm going to sit down and have a conversation and and. Um, even if it, if it's like a little bit stressful, because it truly is, um, right, to right. to like to like the idea of being recorded right now, and like who knows how many people are listening, but right. um, <laughs> you know earlier I forgot what my question was, and like ah, oh. <laughs> right now, but what do you do? We, we have editing, you know. There you uh, go. We can just slice it out and hey, make us all sound very true. smart. Although, that's yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, I've had some editors edit for me recently, just yeah. people who, you know, heard Timothy was leaving and offered to help out um, during cool. this tough right. time and in hopes of having Timothy stay, which, of course, didn't work. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, I found that th they as listeners and the editors like to keep the awkward pauses <laughs> and behind the scenes stuff in. 
And right. so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like letting that be and just letting them have their, their fun, you know? So That's we'll, funny. we'll see what ends up being in this episode. If, the if safety I don't net edit it. might not be a safety net. Might yeah. not be there. No. Um, <laughs> and then, so the last question I have is, you know, as a co-host and, and for the show in general, do you have any ambitions for yourself or for the podcast or like where you could see this go that it's not already like doing or being or mm. whatever? I think that's a great question. Um, and obviously the mix of personalities and sensibilities and whatnot, like whoever it is, would skew, you know, the, the podcast in a direction or another. But um, I definitely see, I mean, what you guys do is is awesome. And like the guest episodes are so informative. I think that like uh, for me personally, um, because I have an animation background, um, you know, certainly... Um, some of the the folks who I might want to bring on might be animation filmmakers, directors uh, who are working in that industry. Um, so that's obviously kind of a different market or niche or whatever, different audience, um, you know, which is sort of optional because I'm like also, like I said, I've got a foot in both um, in, in both live action and yeah. animation. Yeah, um, yeah. But also I really liked, I thought it was really interesting that, those episodes we did early on when we kind of looked at a piece of work and talked it through on a critical level and kind of critiqued or, or discussed like what could make it better. And there are so many short filmmakers who are putting out work on a weekly basis um, that, you know, would probably jump on a podcast or this type of opportunity to like promote their work, but also to dissect it and maybe like, I just thought that was really an interesting yeah. exercise. And you guys obviously were really cool about <laughs> right. hearing criticism publicly and talking through it. So that I know that takes a certain type of person and thick skin. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta be pretty brave to, to do that, you know? And, and we, we'd already gotten over the bravery part by having our own podcast anyways. So I think like, <laughs> you know, talking about our work yeah. openly wasn't as big of a deal. Um, but I think for, for potential guests who we would have this option open to be like, Hey, should send us your short film and, you know, we'll, we'll critique it and then you'll come on and talk about it with us. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't I, have might to be, be brutal critique. I mean, it could just be talking about like, what well, were the challenges? What did you learn? And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think we're, we're not doing anyone's favors by pretending everything is great. You know, sure. I think if you were to actually do this, like you, you would have to be honest and open about everything. Yeah. And, right. and the reason why I, we did this once with one other guest, Alex Gerber. Buski, Barusa, I think, like back in episode 60 or 70 or 80 or something. Um, and we weren't so brutal on him, I don't think. But we did talk about it and we were like, we gave our opinions and he answered our, our critiques and our questions and stuff. Um, but I didn't want to do that cause I didn't really feel like I was an authority. Like, like who am I to like, you know, like I'm a struggling filmmaker. I'm like trying to figure it out myself. But I think even if you got like Ryan Johnson or somebody on here to do that, it's like, he would probably say the same thing. Like, who am I to like pick apart this, you know, this, <laughs> but, this you other know, creatives movie? Like, how dare I? You know? I also feel like, uh, I don't know. I do think that you can learn from each other and you can learn from picking apart part story structure or trying to analyze why something works or doesn't work and if it's something more like well i'm no authority but um right you know i'm not feeling like this moment is landing or that yeah. you earn this twist or whatever it is um you know there's there's some mechanics that are kind of universal or yeah 
I think there's a certain way you could phrase it where it's like we're not like reviewing it as like an authority or like we know best. This is just right. our opinions from watching the movie and, and, you know, from our experience watching other movies and making movies and here's what, how we see it, you know, and yeah, what do you think? You know, like leave, let like the audience chime in and let the filmmaker, you know, weigh their own thoughts in and stuff. And I think it could be really fun, but I mean, you know, audience, what, what do you guys think? Like, are you into this? Not into this? Let us know on, on Facebook, on Twitter. Give, give us a word. Cool. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I, I feel like yeah. the, the show could use like, like segments or specials or, mm. you know, like, like, uh, you know, different little things that we do every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. like how, uh, um, the script script notes guys, they do their three page challenge. Like we should have our version of that, you know, um, that might be fun. But I mean, the reason why, again, is like those guys are like paid millionaire screenwriters. Like right. we're just like lowly, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have management at least, at least that's something like, I don't even have a goddamn manager. I'm just like out here, <laughs> like just trying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it remains to be seen if they, uh, if they have, right. yeah, if they do anything, but, um, yeah, man. It's like whatever threshold you get to, there's always the next one. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel very much at the bottom of the totem pole. But Right. Um, cool, man. Well, it's definitely been great. You know, it's super oh, fun. Yeah. Thanks for this having me. Excellent. Yeah, dude. Great first episode. I give you five stars out of five. <laughs> Amazing. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I swear, people, find Colin's old episodes. We'll, we'll put them a link to these in the show notes so you can check them out. And this isn't going to come out until like late November or early December. So okay, there's cool. there's a good chance that uh, Skywatch could be out already, hopefully. Oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> if it is, please watch that. And if there's not – 25% chance. 25 percent i really think that's that even low? generous really yeah. that's generous oh man i thought it was gonna be more like 50 50 mm. you're gonna well, go to well, afm it's you're gonna like make a big deal <laughs> it's gonna sell they're gonna release it optimistic. they're gonna make the announcement you know you're gonna be like on the slate at warner brothers for like you know going into production in fall 2019 i'm gonna be too big for this podcast by the time you're this gonna, podcast comes out but i'm gonna get you now <laughs> and then you're gonna be in and then you know if you if you do all these things and you you know you won't be able to get out of it i'll be like no colin you have to do it now amazing yeah <laughs> i like my your plan. plan your evil plan. um yeah but before you uh, do the outro can you tell people where to find your work and and what you want them to look at cool yeah, I mean, you can find the Skywatch trailer on on the interwebs, um, and hopefully we will be releasing, if not the short, then other materials surrounding it pretty soon, just like as a you know part of our campaign to build hype. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Levy, C-O-L-I-N-L-E-V-Y. Uh, I said that very fast. Levy, L-E-V-Y. Um, <laughs> and then I'm also on Instagram, but there's a period between my first and last name. Um, or you can check out my work on my website, which, surprise, surprise, colinlevy.com. Check out our website, makingmoviesishard.com, where you can find links to the things we talked about on this episode. If you want to get uh, get in contact with us, send us an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook at podcast. And please, if you like the show, tell a friend. Help us get the word out. Leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you very much, Ulrich. Thank you very much, Colin. And talk to you guys next week.